From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just gotten recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making it so fun and cool. Perfect for ages six and up, new episodes drop every Thursday. Each are stacked with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So we're all about here at No Guilt Mom making your life easier. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Brie Tucker. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? We are coming out of the sick woods over here at the <sighs> No Guilt Mom podcast. Man, this, this uh, we're calling it the mega cold. It was a mega cold. It's so funny because we, when we were turning on the mics, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't recorded a podcast in a month because, well, first we went to Italy and yes. then I had no voice. I know, right? <laughs> I was like this. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have wanted to listen And then to I just, I kept getting scared that I was going to catch it because you had it. Miguel had it. My sister had it. Like everybody has this mega cold. It was, it was a doozy. And we got COVID tested multiple times during it, was not COVID. And oh, it was a bad cold. But we're so happy to be here again. And we're happy to bring you this interview with Robin McMahon. Robin McMahon is a certified parent coach. She's a speaker. She's the author of the book, The Yelling Cure, and she's the host of the award-winning podcast, Parenting Our Future, and a wife and mom to two teenage boys. Most importantly, she says she came from being an angry and overwhelmed mom to one who has built a strong connection with her boys, and it's the best feeling ever. I love the transformation stories. Oh, I know, I know. And I love how she refers to herself as a recovering yeller. Yes. Yes. So we hope you enjoy our interview with Robin. Oh my gosh, Joanne. I am so in love with my Cozy app. You have been using Cozy so much with your family. And oh my gosh, just to like see all the things it makes easier is really cool. I know. It's kind of crazy because um, I'm a calendar person. You know that. I have, yeah. a, I have a dry erase board at my house. You have a checklist for everything. I do. I have, And I have a calendar I keep here at work. And mm-hmm. then I had my Google calendar. But Cozy has really brought so many parts of my life where I was like pulling my hair out and brought it together. Really? Like what? Okay. So my favorite, favorite thing is that we have a split household. So my children half the time at their dad's half the time at my house. So every other week. And it has changed so much. My daughter used to text me and be like, mom, can I go to this birthday party that I have on your weekend? Mom, can I do this? Or my son would be like, oh, I have an extra practice for a band. Now I'm like, you guys got your cozy app. You put it in there and we'll have a ride ready for you. We'll know what's going on. That's phenomenal because there's such a mental load on us as moms when we have to manage all those requests and then we have to put them in the calendar themselves. And this way, like with cozy kids put it in on their own oh and it gets even better because we also have to cook dinner at our house and my kids will be like I don't know what to cook and I'm like go into your cozy app there's recipes right there and then you can just immediately pick a recipe and then it'll upload the ingredients to your shopping list that is amazing it has made my life so much better I I just I can't say enough amazing things about cozy I I love you cozy I love you so you can find cozy in the app store spelled c-o-z-i and find it there and have your life be as streamlined as breeze. Woohoo! 
So you have asked for this. We did a podcast episode September 16th about the great allowance debate in which I talked about this allowance tracker I use for my kids. We didn't have it available. We have it available now. It is called the easiest chores and allowance system ever. It is a complete system you can put in place for your house that will work even if you think you're horrible at follow through because it gives your kids the resources and the system that you can put in place so that chores and allowance are easy. Yeah. Foolproof system and no brainer. You want it? We got it for you. Yes. So click the link in the show notes to get your hands on the easiest chores and allowance system ever. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Robin. We're so excited to have you here and all of your amazing advice. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am so thrilled to be here. You guys are awesome. I feel like we're already <laughs> girlfriends. Yeah. From listening well, to your podcast and reading your blog, I'm like, okay, Robin gets it. Robin gets it. You, oh, you're so sweet. We're on the same wavelength. I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation. If our viewers, if they haven't heard of you already, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So like you, I'm in the parenting space. I'm a parenting expert as well. And I'm also an author, a podcaster. I do speaking as well. And, you know, my, you know, I come from being a really angry mom, one who just didn't understand what my kids were trying to tell me when they were acting out. And I have one child who isn't a typical kid, has lots of extra stuff going on and has literally brought me to my knees in like, just somebody, please help me. I don't know what to do. And through that pain and really darkness, I found my way out through this kind of parenting, through peaceful, intentional parenting. You know, there's lots of different ways, I think, to say it. Conscious parenting, the whole, you know, whatever it, whatever you want to call it, it is the kind of parenting where, you know, you're honoring feelings and needs and you're always coming to your child's behavior and even your own behavior with curiosity instead of judgment and criticism and punishments. Yes. Right. And anger. Yeah. So the honoring feelings and needs, I think it's such a big way that this parenting style is very different than what we ourselves grew up with because a lot of parents who come to us, they're like, okay, well, what consequences should I give? And like, how do I keep my kids accountable for doing things when really it's like, hold on, (laughs) we need to talk about like the feelings underneath it. And sometimes that's hard for parents. Like, have you ever, when you're really, really angry and when you were a self-described angry mom, did you ever see like those advice that you should pay attention to feelings? And you're like, "Mm, that's not the way, like, did you ever have any doubt? Like when I first started to learn that, Mm -hmm. I, to me, it was, it was like, oh, like you mean, it was kind of like a light bulb. Yeah. Like, oh, he's not trying to manipulate me and drive me crazy. Oh, like he's not just trying to get his way and just needs attention. Actually, he does need attention, by the way. And that's one of his needs. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I have two boys. So it's always, but he's not being selfish about it. Right. (laughs) Like we're kind of like, I feel like we were programmed to believe that by, by our parents' generation. And I'm not putting any blame on our parents. Totally. What I'm, 
I'm just saying like the way they were brought up was that you got to be firm and you got to make sure nobody manipulates you and takes advantage of you. hundred percent. Right. And then how many, if you really think back to it, how many times did you feel completely misunderstood by your parents growing up? Yeah. I, I can name a couple of times. Yes, definitely. Right? Well, and it's because of that, like you better keep your kids in line thought mm-hmm. that I had in my head. Plus the fact that my kids weren't, well, my, my, my one kid wasn't listening <laughs> to me. And I was never listened to as a child. So like rage times rage. I was so angry. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, I mean, hop up and down yelling and screaming, like, like, you know, humiliating. You will listen to me. Robin, I can so identify with what you're saying. Like I was looking at old pictures of myself when I was 10 or 11 and I'm like, man, I was an angry kid. And I'm like, "I, I was kind of an angry kid. And I think it goes back to that when kids aren't listened to they're angry. And then it's really hard for us as parents to kind of flip it and be like, okay, we're going to listen to you now when we're not taught how. So how, how did you realize that you needed to change to this form of parenting? Yeah. Well, um, I thought I was okay. I was so miserable. You know, I was somebody who is like pretty perky, pretty like friendly person, you know, I love like I, you know, like was winning in the rest of my life until I had kids. Right. And then it was like, oh, how come I can't do this? What is wrong with me? And I thought I would be like Mother Earth, right? Like bring all the children to me, right? I <laughs> them all. And instead I was like, I cannot wait to get back to work. I remember the day I went back to work. Um, but here's the thing. I'm a love bug, right? Right? I love love and I love hugs and cuddles and all that stuff. And with every cell in my body, I knew that I couldn't keep going this way because I wanted to leave my family and maybe even leave this earth. Like that is how bad of a place I was in. And so it wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting. And even then I was like, I don't know that I trust you, you know, that because I bought a book yeah. that I was like, mm, we'll see. Right. And um, because, because I had been to psychologists, you know, I'd watched Dr. Phil, I had done all those things, <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Just be the adult. Well, I don't know how to be the adult. I'm so angry. Like, I don't know how to do that. Right. And so when I learned that I could accept my child for who he is, not who I expected him to be, to also accept that I don't have the answers sometimes like, oh, I thought I had to beat myself up because I didn't have the answers. Mm. I thought there was something wrong with me. That's why my kid acted that way. I didn't know that I could let it all go and say, oh, it's okay. Like it just is. And I think that's how a lot of parents feel. They feel like they need to have all the answers and just like you, like feeding themselves up because they don't have it when really like what you say, like that is not the case. Like it is okay just to like meet your kids where they are and not to take personal responsibility over their behavior. Well, I mean, and I think you also had another good point. We have this idea of perfection and parenting is going to be like the Donna Reed show or leave it to beaver. And like, it's going to be so easy. And shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. 
I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Hey all, it is Joanne. And Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. It couldn't be less easy and it's primal and it's gross and it's, you know, it's humiliating to some degree. Like I'm thinking back to, you know, my, my C-section and mm-hmm. having two days of labor and then someone all of a sudden coming in to shave me, like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the next minute, you know, someone's giving me a suppository, like what? what? That set me on a dark path. Let me just say, I've never even had an IV before. And then this is happening. Oh, nice to see you. It was nice having you. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Everybody just turned off there. No, no, no. No, I just feel like that's how it is. Like when you're having a kid, your dignity just goes right out the door. Dignity. Yeah. The dignity. Everybody come have a look. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, that was nice. I had dignity at one time. It's gone now. It's gone. I, that's no, how, it totally got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we were, yeah. when you were first like starting this method of parenting and I'm, are you, are you married? Yeah. 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 So you're, you have a husband. Yeah. So how did he respond to like the change in parenting style? <clears throat> so that's a, such a good question because in those early days, um, my husband was more peaceful than I was. <sighs> so I was the one that needed the help and the work. So I did it now. Now it's interesting because now that the kids are teenagers, the boys are teenagers. So they're 13 and my, my oldest just turned 16 on the weekend. Um, 
he went through troubled times when he was a teen. And so I see now him reacting from his own fear. Mm, right. Okay. And so, I mean, it's not easy being married to a parent coach. Let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> like, nope. oh, babe, you know, like, I think maybe this, this is, you know, and of course that's not welcome. I'm not welcome to bring my two cents in, you know, but it's just really hard for him. So at the beginning he really adopted it pretty easily because he kind of was already there. He wasn't taking their stuff personally. He could see it's just boy stuff or whatever stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was just no big deal stuff to him. To me, I took it all personally. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think you brought up a really good point too, right there. I felt like parenting my son and, and still right now, it's a little bit of a mystery because I mean, it, it's a boy. <laughs> I don't really understand. Like with my daughter, I can be like, yeah, I remember going through those emotions and like right now, you know, teens and preteens. And I, I know what you're going through. I know the feelings. And with my son, I'm kind of like guessing, like, is this normal? Is this what normally happens? Yeah. And he's, he's the quiet one too, yeah. like you yes. said, right? Yeah. So you're not even sure what he's thinking because he doesn't even talk. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's hard. And even more so when they're teenagers, they become like monosyllabic, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited when I get a, yeah, I know. Right. Anything, <laughs> anything other than yeah is good. When, and yeah. in my, or I don't know. I still get that from my eight-year-old. I'm, I'm glad to hear it doesn't I change. I, don't I just need changes. to prepare myself for the rest of my yeah. life. I'll, I'll just be, be prepared for the, yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you mentioned something though interesting about your husband, how he started kind of parenting through his own fear. And I think that that is a lot what our parenting is based on. Sometimes we do parent through fear. And when we have all those, like those anger moments, when we trace it back, a lot of our anger can be like put back to like the trigger of fear. Like we're afraid something is going to happen and that we could have prevented or, or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or like if this behavior is happening now, what does this mean for your future? If you're kicking me, hitting me, spitting, or you're lying, what does that mean for who you're going to be? Are you going to be a bully? You're going to be a drug addict. Are you going to be in jail? Are you going to be a gang member? Like, what does it mean? Right. And so then we punish and over punish and over criticize and over lecture because we think of what could happen. And actually it's just temporary. Like give them a break. They don't have a full grown brain. They don't know what they don't know yet. Right. We we have a phrase here at no guilt mom. Be like, yeah, they're going to end up living in a van. Down, down by, by the, the river. river. Yeah. Like, jump straight to that. Yeah. Like, you got to see on a quiz and then you're going to fail out of school and then you're going to end up being homeless and you're going to be living in a van down by the river. All because oh, you're going to see in eighth grade. Love it. Out of well, science quiz. It's also like the, the overcorrecting behaviors that you talk about because uh, like I see parents who take away like their kids' cell phone privileges when the kids like miss one homework assignment. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Let's hold on a minute there. What do you, I mean, how, what do you say to parents with that? Like, yeah, you have lots to say about that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I have lots to say. Yeah. Are, you ready? Are you ready? Okay. No. So here's what I say, right? I, you gave them the phone mm-hmm. first, right? So you have said yes to this thing, right? So I think it becomes about your quality of yes and no, right? Because so often we say no, and then they mom, mom, mom us to death. And then we're like, fine, <sighs> I'll just give it to you. Right. So now it's like, oh, well, really that no didn't ever really mean anything. And I put you through all of that only to find 
finally give you what you wanted because it's yep. easier. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, parenting has nothing to do with easy, as we all know, right? But then also you say yes to something, but what they don't know is that there's actually invisible strings attached to it. That if you displease me in some arbitrary way, I'm going to take that away from you, which makes that thing even more like like even more attractive to the kids, even more like I gotta have it, I gotta have it. It's more like Gollum, right? Like my precious. Don't you take away my precious because what I looked at you the wrong way because I didn't do, I didn't clean my room. But what does that have to do with my phone? Mm-hmm. You know, like then that becomes the the the, the uh, control instead of asking, hey, what happened? How come it was a C? Yeah, you know, or how come you couldn't do that thing that I asked you to do? You know, that's all it needs to be. And then we work it out. You don't have to take stuff away from them because it doesn't work anyway. Like how many times have you done that? It doesn't work. Well, and it starts the road down to, oh, emotional manipulation. That's an okay quality to have. Right. And then you never really learn how to ever influence your kids. You never learn how to work it out with your kids. Right. And soon, you know, my, my oldest is 16. So he's going to get a job. He's going to be driving soon. If he has enough money, he'll get his own car. He'll have his license, right? He'll have his, his own money. And it's like, don't tell me I can take, you can take it away from me. Mm-hmm. I pay for it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got nothing now. I got nothing now. No, I, you bring up a great point because I mean, how are we supposed to relate to our kids in the future when like, we don't have that quote unquote control over them anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's so hard being a parent. It's so funny that the phone thing, like, and how you said, like, our no means nothing. Uh, like it just reminded me of a conversation with my daughter this morning. She got a new principal at her middle school and she's like, oh my gosh, we like the old principal so much better. And then like the reason why was the hilarious part because it has everything to do with this. I'm not squirreling. I'm not (laughs) squirreling. Because she says, well, he always said there was a dress code, but he never really dress coded us. And then he would be like, hey, why don't you guys pick up all these cans during lunch and I'll give you like a free dress day. And then if we didn't pick up all those cans, he'd be like, it's okay. You tried. We'll give you a free dress day. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sitting here in the car being like, oh my gosh, I have such a smart aleck comment to say to this right now, but I won't. I'm going to keep it inside. <laughs> because it's like you said, I'm like, so basically you just got what you wanted and his no and didn't mean anything at all. And yeah. And and then we become figures of instability and our kids behavior, like they react to that because they don't know if they're coming or going. And look, this is not about dominant parenting, which is the, you know, when you say peaceful parenting, obviously it's not, but it's also about being in charge and being their best bet. So we've got to be consistent too. Right. And kind of like, look, seriously, if I'm saying no, I know it's hard to hear. No, I get that. You really want that thing. And I get, you really want to do that. And I bet that feels really hard. And I, gosh, I wish I could do that for you. Or I wish that, you know, I wish things were different and they're not. And And it's hard to say no. Yeah. And it's hard to say no, because then you do hear that opposite viewpoint where my daughter prefers this other person compared to like the current one, uh, because he doesn't say no. And so I know parents want to be liked by their kids. But in the long run, it's not benefiting them. No, no, because as kids get older, the stakes get higher. Mm -hmm, They do. And I think it brings up a good point. There's a difference between like and love Mm -hmm. and relationship and trust and mistrust. Like if, if I had to pick all those things, like trust would be the most important thing to me. I don't care if my kids don't like me, but I want them to be able to trust me and see me as a stable figure in their life. And I can't Mm -hmm. be that if I am changing my answer all the time. Mm -hmm. 
and mm. showing them that the way that uh, they have a relationship with me is totally based on my emotions and my emotions run my brain. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the relationship is important. But again, like if I'm making choices when they do things that displease me based on my emotions at the time, I'm not teaching them how to think through and problem solve and calm down and self-regulation, all these skills that they get to learn just from me not lashing out in that split second. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So like all these things do make parenting pretty hard. Like I know that you've got done a lot of thought into like the how and the why it makes it hard. What are your thoughts on that? This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic medical grade ingredients. So Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue and there's railroad tracks, like street car tracks. And my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before, and when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But if you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. 
It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. You know, (laughs) well, it's funny because we're talking about all of this, assuming that we have typical kids, but like, that's the thing. Like, it's hard enough to raise a typical child, never mind a child with extra needs. And so many parents do have that, whether it's ADHD, whether it's, you know, kids on the spectrum. So I just want to say that, like, yeah, it's really, really hard. Right. And I think that what we need to remember in general is that what what really is the most important thing is not to punish them, not to, you know, is is to have a good relationship with them. And I know that sounds really wishy-washy if you don't know this kind of parenting, but like living in that relationship with them where relationship comes first, which means you're not judging your kids. You're not labeling their behavior. You're not putting them down and criticizing them or making fun of them, you know, all of that stuff, right? You are just saying, you know what? You may not be the kid that I wanted. You are for sure the kid that I needed, even though sometimes I wish I didn't need this. You know, like I say, my oldest child is the gift is, is, is the greatest gift I've ever had in my life. And he is the gift that keeps on giving. And some days I wish I didn't have any more, you know, like I'm good. I'm good for lessons. Thank you very much. But obviously I still need them. You know, I think it's also about us just remembering that this isn't personal too, right? Our kids are just who they are and we've got to honor who they are. We've got to figure out who they are, let them figure out who they are. And then we need to recognize that when we're really, really triggered, it's not about them. It's about us Mm. and something that's either happened to us or, you know, our own childhood, you know, and it, and it, and it means that we need to work some stuff out, right? Really our raising our kids is our second chance to really make sense of our childhood. That is a really good point because I I always think about my own childhood when I'm parenting, because you notice that when you get triggered and you're like, why, why is this such a big deal to me? And I'm like, oh, I know because I was told I couldn't have this as a kid or this happened to me. And usually it could always be traced back to my own personal feelings and not really an objective view of the whole situation. Now I am going to intervene on that real quick for anybody listening to this. It doesn't happen that quickly. No, it doesn't happen that quickly. It's like a process. We have to to fall over it for a little while. Therapy does help move it along a little quicker. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Oh yeah. It's, it's the work. That's the work. Like when I tell parents that I work with, yeah. Yeah. Like this is actually the work. It's just this stuff, right? The rest of it's actually pretty easy, but it's managing our own thoughts, right. And feelings and taking a moment. Right. And it's practice. I look at it as the practice of peaceful parenting, right? It's not oh, I've got it. I've done it. Like I have to commit every day to doing it because my default setting is not so nice. You know, it's not. (laughs) Many of us struggle with our default setting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I want to control. I want you to do as I say, because I say so. I like it, my, my life to be easier. Thank you very much. And just do it. But it doesn't yeah. work that way. So now no, here we are. When you tell parents this, a lot of the pushback is, well, my parents told me to do things and I did it. And you're like, well, how did you feel about doing that? And were you more likely to do it in the future because of that? 
And usually it's it just, it got feelings of anger that came from just being told to do something and not listening to reasons why. If you're lucky and you don't get the, I don't know. And, and usually nobody stopped to think about how you feel about it, right? No, it has been wonderful talking with you, Robin. Tell us, what are you excited about that's coming up for you? You know, I have lots of things that are really exciting. One of the things that I've just started is, um, so my podcast is called Parenting Our Future and you're going to be on it, which is so exciting. Uh, And one of the things that I do is I have a companion website to it called the Parent Toolbox and it's just www.parent-toolbox.com. And the reason I mention that is because you and all of my guests bring in a free tool for parents. So there is this site with tons of free tools, totally free to join, to be a part of it. And every week you get a brand new parenting tool from like some of the best experts in the world of parenting and relationship and understanding behavior and communication. And so, um, so that's what I'm really excited about is just providing as much value as I can, because I know parents are struggling and I know moms feel alone and you don't have to feel this way. Like you, there's no should about like, I should know how to, how to do this. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to need help. I needed it. And I know I was ashamed to need it, but that is just, we do not need to be ashamed. We're all, we all struggle. Look at us. We're all yeah. we're all yeah. like nodding. Saying like, yes. I'm trying <laughs> not right. to interrupt you and go, heck yeah, heck sister. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. We are going to put a link to that in your podcast, in our show notes. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I love hearing Robin's story about her being a recovering yeller and how she was able to change that. Because I think a lot of parents, especially parents who come to know about mom, they're yelling and they put so much shame on themselves. I know, I know. And I think the big thing is that we have this pristine picture in our head before we're parents of how how it's going to be so great. Oh, I love kids. So I'll be great as a parent. Or you just see so many books on parenting or you see like parenting blogs and you're like, oh, I got this down. I can be perfect at it. But the truth of the matter is parenting's kind of gritty. It is really gritty. And even me coming from teaching, I'm like, I'm a teacher. I control like 30 kids in a classroom. I got this. But with your own kids, oh my gosh, with my daughter, there was so many emotions involved because when you see a student in the classroom have a reaction to something, you're like, it'll, it's okay. They'll be okay. It'll pass. When you see your own kid have a reaction to something, everything goes on you and you're like, I'm such a horrible mom. I should have done this differently and this differently. And the reason she's having this reaction is because we're all prone to anxiety and depression. I gave her this. And then, oh my gosh, it doesn't end. It rocks you to your core. And then let's add in the fact that some of us have that mindset of that. I got this. I can do it. And we refuse to accept help. Yeah. Bree's not like that at all. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it kind of seems like admitting defeat in a way, but it's not admitting right. defeat. It's hard to go back on something that you've done and be like, you know what? I was wrong there. I could have done it differently. Like that's an ego blow. I mean, that's your ego protecting itself. I have a hard time recognizing that. I think so many of us do because again, like it comes back to having to admit that I mean, sometimes you'll have a point, especially with your parenting partner sometimes, right? Where like maybe they aren't 100% on board with the way you want to handle this particular scenario. Mm -hmm. But it's a hill you're going to die on. You're like, no, this is exactly how we need to do it. And then coming back later and being like, yeah, so that didn't work out so great. Perhaps your idea was maybe something I should have slightly considered. That is a... 
that is a really hard thing to do, even with someone that, again, like your parenting partner or with like your closest friends, your sister is like, I know so many people tried to give me support and advice when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was really big on the whole like, no, I got it. And I know like when my kids were little, they were close together, but they were only like 15 months apart. So I was dealing with terrible twos with two of them. I was potty training two at the that same time. Two in diapers. Yes. Yeah. Two in diapers at the same time. Like it was everything was double duty. And I lost my patience so many times oh, yeah. that I wish I didn't. I would scream and I would yell. And if I looking back on it now, if someone had been there to tell me like, it's okay if I had let somebody really see my struggles behind closed doors, I think I would have been in a lot better place. I think that so many of us as moms keep our struggles behind closed doors and we don't realize that every other mom is feeling the exact same way. Right. And when we realize that, it gives us strength and it helps us like persevere I mean, when my daughter was born, none of my friends had kids. I mean, I didn't know you at the time. Right. We talked about that. Like you were the only reason I like the reason I met you is because kindergarten, kindergarten started. And then like my whole group of friends suddenly appeared. But going up to that, I only had work friends and they didn't have kids. And I had friends from college and they didn't have kids. And so I felt really alone. And I had like my, my parents and they're all like, uh, you know, make oh. sure you cherish every moment. They grow oh. up so fast. And when you're in it, you're like, I can't right now. Like, I'm ready to like run screaming to the hills. But I wish I would have had someone to share my struggles with um, who wouldn't have looked at me like I'm a crazy person. Because I think a lot of times you're looked at as a crazy person. Yeah. So and that's what we do in balance too. our coaching program for moms. It is that group where everyone like welcomes you in and says, you know what? I struggle with this as well. Been there, are there, was there. So uh, remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you and we will talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us, 